everybody. Welcome to Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brad Biggs. With me is Jonathan. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. You look a lot. You shaved your face, man. Yeah. Why uh, would you do that? Uh, I have a scar under my chin, and uh, and I guess like part of my claim stuff with the VA, I gotta like take pictures and and document. Oh, the military's making you shave your face to this day, huh? To yeah, to document <laughs> it so then they can so then they can add to my disability. That's Damn that's it. really and I, of all things, that's one of the things that my advisors were like, you need to claim this. I'm like. Uh, like razor problems like yeah yeah so like to cover this like little scar that's under my under my chin that i cut myself while i was shaving and when i was in afghanistan i couldn't get a normal i couldn't get like the the bigger razors with like multiple blades so i had like a two blade razor and when i cut it just ripped right into my fucking face damn so that's a that's a a claim i guess (laughs) nice uh, apparently (laughs) holy apparently i didn't know i didn't know that so well we got ron ramsey with the band kingdom of ashes in with us today and uh, it's kind of been kind of scheduled gymnastics to to get you in so i'm glad we finally did and thank you for being here man man dude i uh i'm having a great time participating in this show <laughs> so far <laughs> whatever this is you know <laughs> but well, uh, just start us off uh you know where where are you from and then how'd you how, how'd you end up in my living room <laughs> well, uh, man, I, uh, I moved to Oklahoma City probably seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, and, uh, I, uh, I've just been moseying around, taking care of business ever since, and I guess this is business too, so. Yeah. Here I mean, we are. <laughs> being in a band is, it is a business, man. I mean, it's hard work. A lot of times, um, and I, I, I haven't been active in a band, and like MySpace was still a thing. I couldn't imagine trying to navigate the shit now. But really, when you know, you say scheduling gymnastics, and I mean that's really all the biggest part of being in a band. If you ask me, it's just the schedules. It's the hardest part, and it's one thing to be a band; it's a whole nother thing to stay a band. That's a good. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point, and it's that's why I, was, I tell most most people it's like even at the local level you deal with uh, certain personalities, and it, it's just, it, it kind of it frustrates you even early on because it's like you you you're just getting started, a couple of gigs in, things are kind of starting to really cook, you know. And then you meet some of these, and it's just like these assholes. And they just find their way around bands, and God damn it, stop talking to them. You're going to break them up. We'll end up with Van Hagar again. I, uh, it, and you know, especially when it comes to personalities of the band uh, and just people you meet, I honestly think my personality has taken me further than my guitar playing in any of the uh, groups that I've been playing in for the last 10 years or so, but, uh, I don't you know. just got a pretty fucking good guitar player. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, damn. I mean, I guess it helps, but you know, I mean, yes, the thing, and especially in a band, it's like rejection is commonplace for a musician. So it's like, once you finally get in a group where it clicks, it's like, yes, finally, you know? 
especially with like either forming a band or going through the audition process and joining a band it, it, there's a you got to get comfortable with a being uncomfortable and then b rejection in a lot of a lot of cases you know just it's the nature of the beast so it's when you find that group and you get in that circle those circles are pretty tight you know so but what kind of gear are you running i mean uh I know you said you're with the you do you own the guitar company or co-own? How's that uh, work? No, I'm just more of the uh, guy who plays the guitars and does videos for them. And oh, okay. Just uh, I don't actually make them or uh, do anything other than play. And uh, but uh, you know. The, the gear, I'm really not a big gearhead at all. I mean, I couldn't tell you much about any of it. I just you know play. it works. <laughs> yeah, I play and then I just, you know, once I get something that works good, it's just, that's just it. And then I know it can do probably a hundred other things, but I just... Yeah, well, that's a, with today, I mean, there it's almost like uh, uh, an overabundance of options. It can like lead you to stalemate. Like there's there's too many things to pick from, and, and it's like you just need a really a, a loud ass amp and a cabinet. And, and I'm I'm horrible with options. Like, I, like just going to the drive through. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like what the hell anyway you know but oh yeah I, same way man <laughs> especially in, like when the digital stuff started coming i'm like wait they just said to bring your just like just bring your guitar in we'll plug it straight in what okay so and then it brings up all these options on a computer screen oh you want reverb you how much what kind what model what box oh jesus pump the brakes how about just some regular old reverb? Start there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it's cool being able to do a lot of stuff in post nowadays because nothing's printed most of the time. Yeah. If you run in direct and then you can still just kind of do whatever you want after the fact and play around with it, which is cool, but... Well, what, what's the guitar uh, company and what's your model? Uh, so I have the, it's Kaiser Guitars and we are the, uh, um, we're based out of Yukon. We're just a bunch of good old boys that want to make cool guitars and put them out there. And uh, My model is the RS6, which, uh, and uh, we're coming out with a seven string too. And, uh, just, there's all kinds of, you can have to check them out. There's loads of models. Of I've guitars. heard of them I, and I've, I've actually seen their ads on my Facebook feed. I just, I haven't dove deep into them. seems like there's all kinds of boutique builders nowadays. That's one of the reasons I kind of backed off on it. Cause there's just, it's another, th there's so many options, you know, mm -hmm. but I know the guitar since the COVID and all that shit, the, the they're saying guitars, uh, seeing a resurgence, you know, with people. I guess having time to sit around and learn, but I don't know. That ain't something you're going to pick up in a year. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, and it's it's f funny just how I picked up the guitar. I mean, I uh, I was in a band before I even knew how to play guitar. Oh Jesus! It was just me and two of my friends, just like us here, you know. And it's like, all right, we don't know anything about anything, but we're a band now, and now we need to get instruments because we just loved music, and then it was like. I finally got my guitar, and Buddy got a bass, Buddy got a drum set, and then we uh, just started messing around, and then it just kind of never went anywhere, and I put the guitar down for a little while, and then a friend of mine showed up. He's like, oh, you play guitar? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he showed me how to play like a couple things on guitar. And then I was like, wow. And then I learned it. And then he came back like two weeks later. And I'm like, check out this. You know, and he's like. Some people can. <laughs> it's so frustrating to see it too. I'm like, you motherfucker. Picked up in two weeks what took me a fucking five years. <clears throat> yeah, I think he showed me how to play some Blink-182 song or something like that. And then. Like he came back, and I'm like, too common. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I learned how to play when I first was playing. Nirvana was one. Lithium was my first song I ever learned. But, yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah. So, okay, from there, did you did you take lessons? You did you just pick up and go? I mean. Uh, I pretty much just, uh, just really gave it my all and started practicing day and night after that because, I mean. And I really thought to myself, you know, there's no way I could play some of this stuff. But I tried anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like trying to cram a, you know, a 50 cal bullet into a 9 millimeter. <laughs> Just like the songs I want to learn versus my right. guitar skills. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... It's like working out. Like, you know, it's... You literally are in a way, or your de fingers and dexterity, especially with some of that metal stuff. Holy shit! Is that what you gravitated for towards? Like naturally, was just like the heavier, heavier side of it, or did you pick up on like everybody's first song, my first song, or whatever? You know, I was uh, definitely into the virtuoso dudes, uh, so it wasn't really a whole lot of metal, like uh, Buckethead and Steve Vai and. I mean, Randy Rhodes, he was definitely, yeah, and, you know, uh, just a bunch of Paul Gilbert, so, like, just guys like that, and I didn't really plan on playing metal at all, and uh, it just kind of uh, happened, and then, and then, of course, I met some friends that, and they were, they were, like, let's start a band, and I'm like, okay, you know, and <laughs> I just, the whole ever since kingdom of ashes i've pretty much just been playing guitar for people i've never really wrote music for myself oh okay <clears throat> and uh it's just hilarious and i fell out of metal for a long time and are all your band you're pretty active how many bands do you have going i think it's five right now or five or six <laughs> lost track <laughs> <laughs> well and i i actively kind of uh are am aware of them all and i try to do stuff but especially once stuff's happening around each band like 
I'm in the middle of recording like three records right now. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, I think it's four records. Uh, but some, you know, are taking longer than others. And uh, But uh, I'm also in a tribute band that I play bass in. And uh, we're uh, just, uh, I mean... tribute to oh uh, well uh it's an anthrax tribute band oh, okay but uh we're going on tour with the big four package oh okay so i mean uh it's like a you know us megadeth metallica and slayer and uh but you know can't whisper that name. Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, it's it's uh my my buddy Alex. Like, he used to always go in the bar and he's like, play some fucking Slayer. Yeah, you know how <laughs> you know how you, you know where there's Slayer fans. Oh, don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's no, going good. That's cool, man. It, it's a whole tour, then, huh? I mean, mm -hmm. as far yep. as regional or like how far out you guys go. Well, uh, it's hard to tell right now. Uh, We've done one really, really good show, and uh, it's just kind of turning into a uh, offers left and right about us going here and there, and you know probably try to go way out east, way out west, and do it basically. I mean, the whole continent. Uh, <laughs> and we're even talking about going to Mexico too, because I bet you those fucking fuckers down there would eat that shit up. Oh yeah, metal. That's, <laughs> that's one thing I've heard from several people is like the European crowds for metal is like how U.S. crowds were in the '80s. Like they love metal over there. And I'm like, well, good, because over here it's a it's kind of a dying breed. You hear you hear you hear bands coming through, and you know it's just I guess it's such a grind anymore. A lot of people. And well, especially with something like COVID comes along, it's like you really test, like you said, keeping a band together, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the most important thing, if you ask me. A lot of my favorite bands, the more I study them and everything, it's like, wow. Well, I guess really they didn't even make it big till they were after they were a band for ten years. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that that was average, like uh ten years. Is Three albums the... in usually. Yep. It's usually when most of them will actually start to yeah. get going. I realized, because uh, I, I work at a, a delivery company, it's a GoPuff, and I was looking at this thing at work the other day, and it said seven-year anniversary. And I, I I barely even knew about this company, like, and, and all my, you know, all the people that use it and stuff that were telling me about it, like, barely found, found out about it, and they've been in business for seven years. And so that means that they started at one location, and they built across the whole country but it took them seven years to do it mm -hmm. which you know, is still pretty short known. that's still pretty short time yeah they're not even they're not even close to where they're where they you know need to be as a company and so i mean I, and with bands and stuff uh whenever i was in high school and stuff i always noticed that it was about 10 years uh for every band it takes about 10 years a pop singer could probably get famous faster um and a lot of it some bands are getting known faster because of YouTube and all these different like platforms. It's but... a double-edged sword, though, because when the record companies were in control, at least you had that. <clears throat> they were they were in control. Mm -hmm. And so a band like Guns N' Roses that puts out a debut and just skyrockets, which it didn't even. It floundered for a year before it really became Appetite. But 
it, that doesn't happen. That's not, that's a, that's a rare once in a generation type of thing. But even like bands that are, that are considered all time great, Pink Floyd, like a lot of people don't know about their 60s psychedelic stuff. They know Dark Side of the Moon. They know mm-hmm. The Wall, everybody. But you start digging <clears throat> into that older stuff and it's like, it doesn't even sound like them. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's cool to see that. And especially with the, the YouTube and the internet, it's like there's no set model for success anymore. It's, it's more a matter of how hard are you willing to grind. Unless the labels exist, they still exist and they still have that publicity and backing, but that's only for certain bands that are going to hit a certain number in a certain market. If you want to dig into, you know, roots music or, or some of the heavy metal on, on the local scene and stuff, it's just hard to get people to come out and see you or pick up merch or an album or something. I just, I don't get it, <clears throat> but that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, especially Koa. I mean, I think we've, uh, we've played like three shows so far over the past two years, but, uh, I mean, we've done really well, uh, just, just kind of doing our own thing and a lot of us i mean micah he's in uh he's in a big professional band that they're going on tour they went you know all around the world and he's kind of getting more uh into like the the business side of everything you know and uh and me and i'm just trying to get my wrap my head around it too and i mean it's a it's definitely a lot of work and a lot of grinding and a lot of uh consistency yep you got to be consistent consistent and and just navigating just how everything is connected and how to push your name promote and do all this different stuff it's just it's like we say payola never went away it just went on the internet just went online <laughs> yeah, and everybody thought Lowell, Lars Ulrich was a dick. Yeah, you know. Well, he was. <laughs> I mean, he was. <laughs> I mean, like from a computer techie standpoint, he kind of was because we but, we were we were ahead of the game in the industry, and we actually knew where it was headed, and it was yeah. headed into a good place. Whether or not people thought so, because everybody thought everybody was just still in music, but it was mm-hmm. heading to a better place than Spotify or these other companies that now dominate the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, it was going to a way that would have been a value for value system, which is what we run on for our podcast, what a lot of companies their podcasts do. Um, and I mean that that whole you pay your value. So if if you if if you have an artist and stuff, if you think a song's worth five bucks, you could buy that song for five bucks. But instead, now these bands have to go directly through Spotify and get a few cents per song. Oh, they're always you know? going to make so, sure there's gatekeepers. Yeah, and that they're the, always the going to make sure that. What, yeah, and and, that, and the thing is, is that like the things like Napster and stuff, that all would have led that way. That would have went that direction where people would have been able to donate money to things. But instead, they they pulled back on it because of them being sued and everything crashed. So. I think, really, that's what I love so much about Bandcamp. Bandcamp, uh, they really give you everything they can, you know. And uh, that's why when we release our new album, we're not going to put it on the streaming sites for probably like another two weeks after we're going to release it on Bandcamp. And hopefully 
fellers and uh, you know ladies or whoever will buy it, uh-huh. and then we'll put it on the you know the streaming platforms and stuff. And that worked really well last time. Are you guys uh, staying with the more instrumental format? Are you guys looking for vocals? How's that? Uh, we've talked about it, and uh, uh, if we ever get a vocalist, they're just going to have to be super badass. You know what I mean? It sounds like, we'll, we'll play a track here shortly, it sounds like, uh, yeah, they're going to have to be able to hit some range <laughs> to cover that type of music. Yeah. yeah let's let's definitely. jump into it. What do you want to do first? 1432? Um, I only know the two tracks. I, I like I said, I had a lot of death in the family this last couple of months, so I haven't uh, really been doing my homework. Uh, we could uh, let's check out Technique-ish. Okay. Technique-ish. Okay.
That's pretty good, man. I don't know you say you're saying you don't like it. I think most artists are probably the most critic of or their biggest their own biggest critic, you know. But uh no, that's very very thematic. Like uh like I was saying, hell, I was thinking you could break all those riffs down and make a whole album out of them. It seems like, you know. Well, no, no repeating parts and I uh I like the songs. The songs are great. I just uh you know, it's more of a demo. And uh we're actually once uh, a couple of us get back from tour, we're going to go and uh, redo that album. Uh, just because we think it deserves good justice. And uh, with that being said, you know, the new album, uh, we're dropping a music video for that. Um, probably in the next, n next week. Um <clears throat> And we're going to film another one, and uh, uh, the whole album's going to come out on the 19th of this month. And uh, it's a, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of Disney, you know, <laughs> like you were saying. But uh, it's a, it's, some of it's heavy, some of it's, you know. It's like, a ride. I mean, you definitely, you definitely change tempo and, and lead into another part but I, I agree with you i mean it, for a demo it, it kind of condensed i think all all the skills into a five minute thing but no it's great i mean as far as just uh, guitar skills alone man i mean i'm uh, one player to another i'm impressed so but uh what else we got you want to listen to another one Oh, you probably don't. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I mean, uh, I suppose we could. Uh, we could check out the gate. That's kind of a uh, Irishy vibe to okay. it, a little bit. Rock on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
was that? <laughs> that was a different vibe. That definitely started off different. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's, you know, we try to definitely just kind of go all over the place and a lot with like with this new album. It's a uh, very versatile and uh different and I mean some of it sounds like a song you might hear on a sitcom. Some of it sounds like you know uh what's that damn guy? Like Jack Sparrow's running away from a bunch of fucking <laughs> pissed off women. <laughs> And then uh, some of it's uh, pretty hairy, or hairy, uh, I guess you could say that, uh, heavy and intense. And then, uh, you know, some of it's real chill. And, yeah, and, uh, I think uh, it was definitely a, a, a 80s theme when that one opened up. Some beach somewhere, bringing in cocaine in massive amounts. Something you'd see here on Miami Vice or something, that's the vibe. But then it kicked up a notch with everything coming in over the top. Like, well, shit, now we're in a different world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, it's kind of like a journey, you know, and that's just kind of where, kind of where we're going with it, and we're already, you know, this, most of the second album was written uh, before we even released the first album, and it's already the same way now, like, we've already got the third album practically ready to go, and it's not even, this. we haven't even released the second album yet. <laughs> Well, hey, if, if the songs are coming, you might, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, and a lot like with my other bands, uh, it's just like straight up progressive death metal, and I mean, I'm in a country band too. Oh, nice. I used to be in a signed country band back in the day, but. Uh, so you're, uh, you're just all over the map, huh? Mm-hmm, definitely. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, with it sounds like you definitely got the fucking chops, so you might as well, you know? Like I said, I'm more, I'm, I'm definitely not a shredder, man. I can't, I just can't get those speeds. I'm sure I could if I worked at it, but it's really not my MO. I, you know, <laughs> I, I come to not even really associate myself per se with the word shredder i mean shredding is cool but it's definitely not everything and i i'm very selective about when i shred but uh it's all about composition for me yeah you know it's really that's what it all boils down to it's just being able to weave in and out of serving the song serve the song i like that you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> serve the song not your ego that's what my music teacher was show title serve yeah. the song <laughs> hey there you go <laughs> yeah, we'll do that well yeah serve the song no that's cool well is there anything coming up you'd like to promote any of your bands i mean it could be kingdom of ashes any any of them uh as far as projects i know you got albums dropping on the 19th you said is there any gigs or anything coming up you'd like to put out there um uh Nothing too intense, really. Uh, we're pretty laid back right now, but uh, the the Koa album comes out. It's called Living and Worry. Uh, it comes out June nineteenth. Uh, the Among the Missing record. It's being done now that the Koa record's done. I've put a bunch of time into that, and then uh, we have a show with Carnifex at Eighty Ninth Street. June 10th or July 10th sorry and then uh I've actually uh with my country group I'm gonna be 
plan some non-benefit or no it is it is a benefit <laughs> non-profit <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> uh that's actually gonna be cool i uh i had a it's a funny story i was uh uh scrolling through uh the social media and i saw a video of my dad which i thought he was dead so that's what made it cool oh wow. i thought my dad was dead he's just like some homeless guy under a bridge but I thought he died. Long story short, I found this video and this dude's interviewing him and he's not dead. So I'm like, oh, well, I already started writing a song about how I didn't know my dad was dead. So now he's fucking alive. Now that's like perfect way to finish the song. Anyway, I got a hold, that guy got a hold of me and uh, we and him were talking and he's some, uh, his name's Gerald. He's a really cool guy, but he uh, he's hooking me up with a gig um, in October for uh like i think he said there's gonna be a bunch of famous people there so we'll see what happens <laughs> like bon jovi and uh chris stapleton and a bunch of those heavyweights yeah definitely yeah. and then maybe we'll see what happens and i've been writing a couple new country tunes like southern outlaw country tunes which is i'd like to hear it whenever yeah. you got yeah yeah that's, and I got, that's definitely that's got. a lot where i'm especially with the last week and all that but it's like that's kind of where i tend to listen to more of the uh the songwriters out of nashville not the people who make their songs mm -hmm. oh the songwriters on a stool with an acoustic guitar it it, it it i don't know it brings more to life out of the song i think when it's from the creator like that definitely but, that's awesome, man. I'm 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 glad to hear it and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys um playing around town, man. I'm really interested to hear your country stuff. You have anything down we could play or are you still working it up? Uh no, nothing. Uh when I talking about reviving some of the old songs, but uh once the whole band fell apart, the label took everything and then took everything down off the internet. So, it was wow. it was kind of a bad burn after reading, huh? It was a bad deal. Uh, we were just young and stupid and drug addicts, and the label was like, you know See, what? We've we've seen this story before. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it just they they took it all down, but we still know how to play it and sing it. So we're gonna redo it ourselves, and uh, and uh, between that and then a couple of new ones, and getting more people involved. And now that I'm a lot more professional in my career, um, I think I can make it happen. And uh, I also got a rock band too, uh, Soul Torrent. Uh, we're fixing to redo or re. Well, we're gonna record a new record, and it, a lot, some of the songs are ten years old, but we're gonna actually do them justice. And then uh, my weird neighbors, it's a, it's a, like a comedy duo. Uh, like we're we're fixing to work on a comic book together. So it'll be the Weird Neighbors comic. Cool. And it's a, and it, basically when you buy the comic, it has the sleeve in there. And then what happens in the comic, we always play a show at the end of the comic. And then that's what you hear. And then it's always just improv. Oh, cool. Silly shit. And uh, that's going to be cool. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, not National Organization of Thrash. That's the band I play bass in. And, uh. You know, we're definitely going to be hitting it hard. That's the big four thing? Or, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Very cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, again, uh, with gigs popping up as big as they have been, it's been a fucking tidal wave. So it's like, thank you for going out of your way to, to come see us. We've been wanting to hook this up for a while. So um, that's about all I got, guys. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Be safe. Jonathan, take us out. Right. The uh, local earshot podcast runs on the value for value system that is time, talent, and treasure. We value your time for listening. As for talent, if you're in a band or if you work inside the music industry or even if you're a comic or um, other uh, parts of entertainment, we'd like to hear your story and just connect with us. Um, you can reach me at john at localearshot.com. Um, and as for treasure, we do take donations at the localearshot.com backslash donate. Uh, and we take crypto and then Cash App and Vitmo. Um, I am currently working on uh, expanding that into some other apps, so I'll make it a lot easier to be able to do that stuff. Um, and yeah, just uh, we're working on different products and different uh, little things that we're currently doing. So awesome, Ron Ramsey. Thank you, sir. Oh fuck.